eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Odyssey Sports presents Big Time Baseball. Yes, indeed, we are approaching spring training less than a month away. Welcome to another episode of Big Time Baseball. I'm Tony Gwynn Jr. alongside my partner, John Heyman. John, uh, how are you, my man? I, I, the clock is ticking. I know you're getting ready to head to either Arizona or Florida to, uh, for the start of spring training. Yep, very excited. Starting with the Mets here in Florida. Going to be here for about 10 days and then heading to Arizona where I will join you and a lot of good storylines there as well. Let's uh, let's talk about some of those storylines. Uh, spring training approaching. A lot of uh, new chess pieces have been moved to different places. Uh, what, what are some of the storylines you're looking forward to? Well, first thing for me and the biggest thing to me would be Otani. He's a free agent after the year. Can the Angels do something to keep him long term? You know, obviously we think the chances are long there, but uh, they would love to give it a shot. We'll see if the Otani camp will allow them to even negotiate uh, here in yeah. spring training. A lot of big deals have been done in spring training. Uh, this one, probably a long shot because we're going to looking at the biggest contract in baseball history coming, but more likely in the winter, I'll be surprised if the Angels can get it done. Maybe Otani will give them an audience at least. Now, from an angel standpoint, they did go out. They weren't dormant during the offseason. They made some moves to improve that ball club. We'll see how it goes. The other news that came out of uh, Anaheim was the fact that Artie Moreno was going to sell the team, uh, has changed his mind up, uh, at this point. He is no longer the selling team. My question to you, does that help or hurt these, this <laughs> Otani situation? Well, I think the moves they made – Probably helped the situation to some degree. I think they did a very nice job on, you know, a decent budget, not the well over $100 million that a lot of the teams spent. I mean, there was a real dichotomy. There were seven or eight teams that spent the bulk of the money. Uh, the Angels were kind of on the fringe of that. They spent a little bit less than $100 million, but did well. They got Renfro. They got Urshela. Uh, yeah. They got Tyler Anderson, Estevez uh, for the uh, bullpen. The so, I, you know, I think they did yeah. a very good job there. And, you know, maybe Otani will be impressed, but probably not going to overcome the fact that he hasn't played in the playoffs yet after five years. Uh, the, the other issue is Artie Moreno staying. 
and uh, he loves the game. Didn't couldn't do it. He was probably going to get over three billion dollars <laughs> after buying it for one hundred eighty-three point five million. That's that would have been a nice profit. I, I think I might yeah. have sold if I were him. But uh, you know, I, I I think that the best hope they had was if Joe Lacob, the owner of the Golden State Warriors, got the team. He was one of the five viable bidders, and the bid, bids were going to start on February fifteenth. So upcoming and they were going to have bids and uh, i look at the warriors i my, my god steph curry has been there for a long time you know you've got uh, draymond green i'm not a basketball f- expert you might want to help me out here but look at you, you look at you giving some of your basketball acting <laughs> there i see it well i know they're way i am a money guy they're way over the threshold or you know they do spend a lot he pays a lot of tax and this is something Artie moreno has not been willing to do now of course to keep otani going to have to pay some tax and he knows that I'm sure yeah. and he'll make an effort so I think he will go back on his uh you know his, his way of doing things and never going over the luxury threshold but you know to have Joe Lacob in there who was one of the bidders that would have been huge for the Angels uh, you know at this point you know a rival tell me they thought it was five percent that he's in an Angels uniform uh next year and uh, there's going to be some active bidders. The Dodgers, obviously, the Giants, probably the Mariners. Uh, Padres. Was, yep, that's it. Yeah, the Padres. I think that's a big one. Uh, they've already got five superstars. <laughs> you know, Machado's got an opt-out, which is, I'm not saying that hopefully, because he's been great. In my mind, he was the MVP uh, this year. Uh, you know, I'm not sure where they come up with the money, but a lot of people are expecting them to, to big. Uh, to, to bid big. And of course you've got Steve Cohn there. You know, he's at a 90% tax bracket right now with Steve Cohn tax going to go to 110%. So, you know, if you get, if Otani gets 50 million a year, he's not going to be paying a hundred million dollars a year for one player. You know, there yeah. there's still teams that aren't a hundred, don't have a hundred million dollar payroll. To your, to your point about the Warriors ownership and, and how much of a game changer that, that could be, you're seeing that with Cohen in the Mets. I mean, you get an owner that's willing to go over that threshold and pay the tax, it's a game changer, at least in, at least for the, the current future. Uh, yeah, the Padres the, the, too, your, your team there. I mean, they're the two teams that really, uh, you know, not worried about making a profit. I, I do assume that the Padres will lose some money this year, the Mets – clearly would lose money with a $480 million payroll in tax. Uh, there's no way around it. And, you know, you just have to give those guys credit uh, for putting winning ahead of the profit. Now, it might be easier for Cone. He's got, you know, a reported $17 billion in the bank, and that's probably light. You know, I mean, he uh, supposedly uh, his, his fund was up more than 10% this year. I don't know how he did it. I don't know how your stocks did, but he was up 10% for his uh, investors and I'm sure for himself. You know, he's probably over the $20 billion mark now. So, you know, maybe yeah. he can pay the $100 million a year for Otani. The, the thing I, I think, though, Otani kind of maybe tipped his hand a little bit when he had seven finalists last year, and five of them were on the West Coast. The other two were Texas and the Cubs. No East Coast team. So, yeah. you know, yeah. it may take some convincing to get him to uh, New York. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think that was a, a tip of the hand, at least in what his preference is, uh, should he have a choice. I think the second biggest storyline outside of Shohei Otani is Trevor Bauer. Uh, certainly got his release from the Dodgers, depending on who you believe. They wanted him back, then changed their mind, or they never wanted him, depending on, as I said, who you believe. Uh, 
do you think Trevor ends up with the team at some point this season? It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You know, I, you know, I, I, I would go 50-50. I know I'm hedging there. It's, it's very iffy. You know, it's going to be up to ownership, and that's the way it was with the Dodgers. I think you're going to find a lot of baseball ops, a lot of GMs who are willing to take that chance. Of course, right. they don't own the team, right? You know, they're, they're not responsible for the number of the ticket sales. They're not worried about the protests. They just want to win. So some of them will not be willing to do it, but I think there will be many who are because obviously he's a top of the rotation pitcher. I know he's missed some time, but if he can pick up where he had left off, top of the rotation pitcher at the minimum, you know, there's going to be a lot. It's going to be tempting for a lot of baseball ops people. And I do think that there were some, and I don't know which ones, there were some people in the Dodgers baseball department who were like, you know, it would be nice if we could have him back. Uh, you know, that may have been short-lived. They, they may not have ever had a real chance. And the, the real decision makers, as Stan Kasten said, uh, were unanimous in saying, no, we're not going to have him back. You know, it's been three yeah. weeks now as we do this podcast, more than three weeks, and he doesn't have anything yet. So that's not a great sign. I did think it would take a while because I felt like he had to meet with ownership to really convince them. I didn't think it would be a quick signing, but, you know, I'm not sure that he's going to get a deal at this point, and maybe it'll take till after spring training. You know, there's so much media around spring training. They may right. wait till right. the media is all back in the cities that they're following the team and just have them come work out uh, at the camp. Uh got to be a small market team too i think you know there are teams with basically no media uh not your team not the new york teams but there are teams out there that have like one newspaper and then the mlb.com and that's it and you know yeah maybe maybe he gets a job with one of those teams it's certainly one of those situations where as you said injuries happen and when there's a guy that talented out there A lot of times that will uh, be the deciding factor. But you're right. I think at this point it's it's kind of a, a, a waiting game to see um, how if every if the temperature kind of calms a little bit, and uh, only time will tell. Uh, the two aces in New York, uh, uh, Verlander, Scherzer, um, they played once. They played together back in Detroit, um, and. I remember hearing that that relationship wasn't necessarily the greatest. Uh, These two guys are at different points of their life, though, it seems like. Yeah, I think so. That's what Justin Verlander said at his press conference, that at that time they were both young, single, hard-charging guys uh, dedicated to making sure that they would become 
as great as they could be. And both give them credit. They're both at this point, you know, clear Hall of Famers. You might even say <laughs> all-time greats. You know, I couldn't pick one or the other. They're both fantastic. Both had great, great yeah. careers. So give them credit that personality did pay off. But, you know, sometimes you have two guys who are, you know, vying to be the top dog. It doesn't always work out. They don't always become fast friends. And uh, I was told just, you know, don't expect the love fest. That, that said – you know, I don't think either guy would let anything stand in the way of trying to win. Uh, they did win a lot in Detroit to get to the World Series together, uh, did have some great years there. And so, I, you know, I don't think it's going to affect the team, but, you know, I, I'm not expecting seeing them together constantly like we saw Bassett with Scherzer last year. You know, you, you'd see relationships developing. Uh, you know, I think at this stage, they're going to be better than they were. They're both now married. They're both have children. Uh, you know, they've both long established themselves as stars. Uh, I think it'll be better. It doesn't mean they're going to be close friends. Yeah. You, you don't have to be, uh, I, I no. guarantee you there's a, a, there's a mutual respect between those two because of, of how great they've both been. They don't necessarily have to jive together on everything, but, um, that, that you would think that that duo is going to be uh, a pretty tough one to deal with. Um, you know, you were a lot start of teams, Tony. You were a lot of teams. Do you, do you recall, call any tension between the star players on the oh, team? Yeah. And yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, and, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not always, it's not always kumbaya in, in those locker rooms. As you said, when you have two alpha males, uh, right. in the same area and in that and in that case same position you know so there is some type of competition whether status. they'll admit to it or not yeah same right. status I mean, who's exactly the, who's had the better career i mean i have to go over the stats right now and 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 to try to even think of it but they're basically in a dead heat aren't they i mean i think the strikeout total they were going back and forth one I'm or two say, strikeouts. I think they keep they, they keep <laughs> passing one another it seems like every <laughs> yes, other start exactly but you know what? That's okay. I think, uh, but the beauty is, especially in a game of baseball, when you get a chance to play as long as these two have, you start to see what the bigger picture is. And I think they're both at this point in it to try to win a World Series. So uh, I, I think that's one we'll, we'll certainly keep an eye on. A guy who left from New York and headed to Texas, um, Jacob DeGrom. He'll be, he'll be the ace for the Rangers this year. Um, the whole American League West has become a, a pretty interesting uh, division. I think the Astros are still the team to beat, but I think the Mariners got better. The Rangers certainly got better. And, you no, know, the Angels, I mean, some of the moves for, their, for that ball club got better. So that division as a whole is going to be better. But let's talk Jacob DeGrom first, him going to the Rangers. That's, that's one of the bigger storylines as well. Yeah, not unexpected that he left the Mets. He was very upset about that contract and never liked it. Uh, you know, just did not think it was the right contract. And you know what? I mean, you know, I, I, I can't say that anyone would accuse me of the big, being the biggest uh, DeGrom supporter, but he turned out to be uh, absolutely 100% right. He was worth way more on the open market. He turned that yeah. opt. I mean, guys this year turned the opt-outs. I mean, uh, Bogarts turned it into 280 million. You know, Correa turned it into well, first 350 million, eventually 200. That will be 270. Uh, and Degrom 185 million. I, that was one of the bigger and better player deals in a very, very hot market. Uh, I give him credit for. 
been correct on uh, the opt-out all along. And, uh, you know, some people don't love New York. It might have been New York. It certainly was the contract. They'll probably be happier in Texas. I know Buck Schalter did an interview with SI saying, oh, the open spaces, maybe you'll like that better. He's from D-Land, Florida, uh, which is, I would consider it rural, being a city person myself, but certainly right. more open space. And uh, he might find that in Arlington, Texas, and a fresh start, probably good for him. But, boy, the Rangers, they just be, rebuilt that whole staff. Beyond DeGrom, you've got Evaldi, you've got Heaney, you've got Odorisi, uh, you know, the, the entire rotation has been rebuilt, and uh, they are at least on paper, and we'll see how it all comes together. Uh, they are clearly a playoff threat. I'm not going to say better than Houston. Houston's still the favorite. When I got Abreu, yeah. uh, they did lose Verlander, but uh, you know they were pretty pretty darn good last year as the World Series champion, pretty dominant team. So uh, not a favorite in that division, but uh, I think they've got a good shot at the playoffs, at least if they can play up to their capability. And Bruce Bochy being there, I mean, that's right. You know, that's a big plus as well. Do you expect any movement uh, during spring training in terms of trades? Because I, I remember last year, there were a couple of trades before the season started. I know the Padres were in on a couple of different ones. I think Manaya came over the day, uh, a couple of weeks before spring training in it. And then you had, uh, you, you had Rogers come over from Minnesota. The, I think it was the day of opening day. You, you expect any deals to happen during spring training? Well, you can't put anything past AJ Preller. He might be he's apt to do anything at any time. And the big name that's that's still out there uh is Brian Reynolds, the center fielder from the Pirates, who's requested a trade. Uh, he was offered a six-year deal for about 76 million with no opt-out. So it was better than the Murphy deal that Murphy signed with the uh, Braves. Uh, you know, it's probably a little light, uh, but apparently they have a major gap and uh you know, uh, he wants to be dealt. And uh, uh, this agency has used his playbook before, and Real Muto was dealt uh, when they he wasn't happy with the way the negotiations were going with the Marlins. It took a year, though, in that case. A lot of people think maybe uh, at the deadline is a possibility because the Pirates, you know, they, they don't want to make a trade where they're taking a step back. You know, their fans, right. not too happy. Uh, I bet. It was, it was not, yeah. It was nice they brought McCutcheon back. That's that's a nice present. That's a good gift for the fans. Uh, Rich Hill, but, I mean, obviously this isn't a youth movement. I love Rich Hill, but, uh, you know, uh, they did some things. So give them credit for that. But, uh, you know, uh, they have some – and they have some players too. I mean, uh, Key Brian Hayes, very good. I think O'Neill Cruz yeah. is going to be a really good player. And with Reynolds, so they're, they're, and they're not in a great division – I mean, they don't look like they could contend against St. Louis, Milwaukee, and maybe the Cubs. But uh, I, I'm, I still don't think they're going to trade him in spring training. But that, that's the big name that's out there and being talked about. Other teams are saying they're asking for a Soto-like trade. I can't see anybody giving up that kind of uh, prospect stash. Uh, Reynolds, really good player, center fielder, good yeah. bat. I mean, he's not Soto. I mean, there's a reason Soto no. turned down 440 million and he turned down 76 million. That's a big gap, right? So they, there's right. no Soto right. deal coming for them. But you know, two good prospects. You know, that's fair. But I, I just think that it's. I, I'm going to say they keep him at least into the deadline. You ready? Showtime. 
On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. I'd be remiss if I, I didn't talk a, a little bit about the Padres here as we get ready to head into spring training. Have to be one of the favorites in the National League to come out of it. Uh, I think about it, it takes me back to the NLCS. Um, I think the Phillies, they got better during this offseason. Um, I think the Padres got better during this offseason. Um, let's start with the Padres. It, it, do you see this team as one of the favorites coming out of the National League? Oh, they got to be. I mean, they, to me, they're the clear favor in the West, and that's something. I know they beat the Dodgers in the playoffs, but the Dodgers clearly were a better team last year. There clearly was a gap. Dodgers won 111 games. I mean, I'm not sure what went on there, why they let so many guys go uh, and didn't, didn't really make an attempt to sign. The one thing they did try to do was to sign Verlander, and they offered somewhere in the 70, 75 million range, I believe, so they were outbid there uh, for Verlander. But other than that, the Dodgers, uh, you know, made smaller deals. J.D. Martinez, you know, and then they let so many guys leave. Obviously, Trey Turner and Justin Turner, two of the big ones, uh, Tyler Anderson. Uh, their payroll is going to be down in this day and age, down like 60, 70 million. And, and they're going to have to and that's including paying 20 something million for Bauer that they're going to have to pay this year. So. Um, did they end up getting underneath the threshold? No, they are over the threshold. They, they, ah. they that was that. I don't know if that was a goal, but the, the, it seemed like they needed. They wanted to get the payroll down. They spent so much last year. And were very disappointed to to lose to their rival Padres. After you know, you 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 saw it. I mean, I they did. beat the Padres silly in the regular season. And then when it counted, Padres were fantastic and and, and knocked them out. Um, so. You know, they look like they're going to be a 90-something win team instead of a 111-win team, but clearly they're always a threat. Uh, but the Padres, I mean, you know, it's it just seems like there are some guys, some owners right now, we have that era where there are a few owners that just will do anything to win. The Padres and the Phillies, the two teams, and it, it, they were rewarded for doing this, and they're continuing to do it. Phillies beat their – they built their team on free agency. You know, people – Say, oh, you can't build your team. You got to build your team from within. They built that team on free agency and got to the World Series. So he's continuing with that to get Turner from the Dodgers and Kimbrell and Taiwan Walker. I mean, they did a ton and they look really tough. The NL East is going to be a beast. Uh, and the Padres, I mean, adding Bogertz, bringing Suarez back. I mean, this is a, a you know, mid market team. We always used to think they were small market. It's not. San Diego is a mid-market. You you live there. You know it's not that small a city, but no, they're they're no. acting like a, the, one of the biggest markets going. And I give Peter Seidler credit. Fantastic job to bring Bogarts in there. And now you have five superstars. Once Tatis comes back, that's five superstars on this team that could not afford to keep Chase Headley. Uh, I'm sure you remember that a few <laughs> years ago, yeah. right? We, we, yeah. Good they player, right? They could afford right? to keep not, a lot of guys for a while. For right. a while. But that was the one that stands out in my mind for whatever reason – Good player, not a superstar, and they, they couldn't swing it. All of a sudden yeah. now that Seidler has taken over for Fowler, 
it's five superstars. It, it, it's a it's a it's a great view of the different ideologies of the owners, right? And and how they approach it. You have Peter Seidler going for it, trying to win, even if that means going over a tax. Now he's not he's not doing Cohen type stuff, but he is spending to make the team competitive, right? And then you have uh, ownership like in Colorado, let's say, for instance, where they don't quite understand why Peter Seidler's doing what he's doing. And it's it's mind-blowing because ultimately the fans are the one that benefit from Peter Seidler putting it all out there and, and, and spending the money to make the team better. Yeah, I mean, there is a benefit to not spending, to towing the line. You get to be on the negotiating, the owner's negotiating committee. You know, I was standing out <laughs> right. there at the CBA, right? Fowler is on the negotiating committee. The old Padres owner, he's he's in good with MLB. You got the the, the Rockies owner. Uh, he's like the head of the negotiating committee. I don't know. It's like a plum assignment or something. Like, I don't know. Is it just a coincidence that the guys who tow the line, they get these assignments and then, Seidler's not getting this assignment. You know, Middleton's no, not going to get no. the assignment. And certainly Steve <laughs> Cohen isn't getting any assignments. You know, they're, He's not, they're invited. not too happy with him. I mean, once he signed or agreed, they made the agreement, they didn't sign him. Correa, I mean, the other owners were quite annoyed of that. And, you know, it was like, you know, he's never going to get any assignments. And like, like I, I talked to him about it, and he's like, oh, I'm on. He tells me I'm on the. Uh, investment uh, committee. I said, hey, well, you better be the, you should be the investment <laughs> committee. Is somebody else on the committee with you? I don't know if he was kidding that he's on the, he said, I'm on the investment <laughs> committee. It's a plum assignment. I, I don't know that he was kidding or what, but I mean, hopefully there's, I mean, you know, obviously Milwaukee has, a, they're good with investments. Uh, Adnazio is a, an expert in equities and uh, Tampa Bay, Sternberg as well. There are a few other guys like that, but I mean, what are you going to do, kick him off the investment committee? I mean, if you're trying to invest to make money, here's a guy who made money last year. But, you know, he he, right. he wants to win. He wants to win for the fans. He wants to win for himself. And, uh, you know, it's not going to make him that popular, especially now his payroll's 30% above anyone, everyone else. And then if you can count the tax, it's 50% above everybody else. And if he'd signed Correa, he would be, you know, through the roof. And, uh yeah. You know, I give him credit. Seidler, Middleton, uh, and and Cohn, I think we're we're heroes of the offseason. Even even though Cohn didn't finish the deal that he wanted to do, uh, I give them credit. Uh, I'll say this: in my experience, water always finds its level. And so, Coach Steve Cohn is is spending big in these first couple years. Eventually, it'll come back down at some point, but. For now, uh, as you said, 30% higher than everybody else. That's just m among the many different storylines we got going as we head into spring training and only a few weeks out. That's going to do it for this episode of Big Time Baseball. Make sure you subscribe, like, wherever you get your podcasts. For John Heyman, I'm Tony Gwynn Jr. We'll catch you later.